Hello, welcome to Stories for Wonderful Children, the podcast where I share the recordings of the bedtime stories I've improvised for my children over the years. I'm Dan Wendelin, your host and storyteller. For almost 20 years, I made up a new story for my children every night at bedtime. Many of those stories were recorded, and now I'd like to share the very best of those with you. I hope you enjoy these stories for wonderful children. Vanilla knew that there was a problem. She had been the first one up that morning, and when she had gotten to the kitchen, she had noticed a trail of crumbs leading across the kitchen. She followed the crumbs into the kitchen, and up and across the counter, and noticed that they ended at the cookie jar. She lifted the lid of the cookie jar off. Normally, when she lifted the lid off, there was always a rich, savory smell of cookies that came drifting out of the jar. It was one of Vanilla's favorite smells. But today, when she lifted the jar off, there was only the faintest scent of cookies. And when she peered inside, there were no cookies left. She knew her mother had baked cookies only the day before. And so as she replaced the lid, the cold certainty settled into her stomach that they had a cookie thief on the loose. She followed the trail of cookie crumbs back out of the kitchen and followed them Um, until they got to the front door. I immediately guess that it's Wally. Deciding she couldn't go any further, didn't want to go any further, was investigating the cookie theft. Until after breakfast, she walked over to get milk. Wally. Wally, W-A-L-L-Y. That's what I thought. Anyway, so she had breakfast. She had oatmeal squares and milk. As each member of her family came down, Vanilla checked their faces for signs of cookie crumbs or looked for cookie crumbs under their fingernails. But everyone had clean faces and clean fingernails. She asked each of them, and her mother and her father and Wally were all very surprised to hear that the cookies were missing from the cookie jar. Wally even went and checked for himself. After breakfast, Winella took a shower and put her adventuring clothes on. She pursued. Winella sleepwalked and ate the cookies. She pursued the trail of cookie crumbs. And she didn't see that she ate them. She pursued the trail of cookie crumbs out the door and across her yard and down the sidewalk. The trail of crumbs went on for quite some way, although it grew thinner, sparser, as if... It does sparser mean? means the crumbs were more widely scattered and she had to walk farther and farther between crumbs. It was getting harder to follow the trail. It crossed the street, and when Ella looked both ways before she walked across, continuing to look for cookie crumbs, into the boulevard at the center of her neighborhood. And then she walked about halfway 
down the boulevard. The cookie crumbs left the sidewalk and went towards the largest tree on the whole boulevard. There was a crumb right at the base of the tree. Winella looked up and saw a couple squirrels up in the branches. She entertained briefly the thought that the squirrels might be her cookie thieves. But then she realized that squirrels were not well known for being able to open doors, or for that matter, being able to pick locks. And so she figured that it was most likely not the squirrels. Well, she thought, there's only one way to solve this mystery. I've got to have a look up in that tree. So fortunately, it was a tree with some fairly low-lying branches. So Vanilla sort of shimmied her way up. Climbing. Climbing. Means climbing where you don't have anything to really hold on to except a pole or trunk. Where you climb by holding on tightly with your legs and arms. Oh. So she started shimmying up the tree until she got to a branch. And then she could climb from branch to branch way up into the tree. She climbed up into the tree. And about halfway up she saw some odd marks in the tree trunk. She knew that squirrels wouldn't make those. Looked like something else besides the squirrel had been climbing the tree. She figured that the cookies had disappeared overnight. Maybe the whatever it was was still up in the tree. She looked around carefully and she noticed a hole in the tree. She climbed up and she looked in and she could see it was very dark inside the hole. She could see sort of a stripey pattern, and she said, Hello, Mr. Raccoon. And to her surprise, the raccoon answered her, What do you want? It said, Do you know anything about the cookies stolen from my house? said Vanilla. Maybe, said the raccoon. Well, said Vanilla, just want you to know we're putting raccoon-proof locks on the doors, so we won't have any more trouble. There's no such thing as raccoon-proof locks said Raccoon. What's your name? said Vanilla. Robbie, said the Raccoon. Well, Robbie the Raccoon, you must be a very talented thief indeed if you manage to sneak into my house. But I wish you to know that I do not like my cookies stolen, and I have a number of very powerful friends, not to mention being fairly skilled with the magic wand myself, and I would advise you to find a place to supply your appetite for cookies elsewhere. And she looked right into his black beady eyes until he started to look uncomfortable, looked away. And I said, well, you're a pretty good climber. Look, uh, I won't steal anything more from your house, okay? I know you won't, said Vanilla. said, uh, let me make it up to you. If you ever need a good thief, uh, just give me a call. Well, said Vanilla primly, I don't imagine that I can think of any reason why I would ever need a thief. But, uh, very well, we'll consider the matter closed for now. I can think of about 900 reasons why she would. Right. Number one! Someone like whose conductors told the music fairy's talents. Number two! Somebody could steal something from one else's house and then the raccoon will steal it back. I'm only gonna go through ten of these, just so you know. Anyway, number four, skip. Number five, skip. Number seven, I have no idea. Number eight, I have no idea. Number ten, I have no idea. Okay. 
Well, thanks for sharing. Manella climbed back down very carefully out of the tree. She went back home to tell her mommy that she could safely bake more cookies. But then she also took the cat's paw highway to Liberty Chibbet's palace and asked him to send over some of his cats locksmiths who were particularly expert with locks. He had already had his cat locksmiths visit once after the times that Jack Frost and his goblins had broken into Winella's house. Flippity wanted to do his part to make sure that they could not easily get in again. So the locksmiths had hardened the locks against frost magic, but apparently they had not done anything to protect them from sneaky raccoon thieves cookie thieves. So this time they came back and they said that they did not think that the raccoon thief would be able to get back in. And if he did, he would have to make quite a lot of noise in order to do so. And Ella thanked them and told her mommy that she could safely bake cookies again. Which, much to her delight, she did. And so that night, after dinner, when Ella went to the cookie jar and when she opened it, which smell of chocolate chip cookies wafted out. Thanks for listening to Stories for Wonderful Children. I created today's story, but heckling and clever commentary were supplied by my children. The theme music was created by Brandon Thompson, and the logo was designed by Silas Wendelin. If you know someone who might enjoy the stories, please tell them about the show. Our website is storiesforwonderfulchildren.com, and preview snippets are posted to most social media. I'm Dan Wendelin, reminding you to tell someone you love a story. Thank you.